0: This is 40, or since I'm recording during the middle of the Warriors' finals game against the Celtics, I'm hoping Curry is going for 40. As of right now, I think he's in the 30s. But either way, we're at the 40th episode of the podcast. Mr. T here, and happy if you call me by Tom as well. I'm half of a couple of putts, and the duo that finished in the top 10 of the recent Odita mini-golf tournament in Connecticut find all the mini golf designs reviews and more for myself and the pink putter at a couple of putts.com and on social media at a couple of putts and you can go to mini golf you're looking for a new mini golf t-shirt we've got one
1: for you and i'm pat the co-founder of the mini golf website and social media conglomerate the putting penguin this summer marks 21 years of reviewing miniature golf courses Find all of our reviews at puttingpenguin.com and follow us over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Putting Penguin. While you're out there, don't forget to also follow us at Podcast Mini. Subscribe and like us on all your favorite podcasting channels.
0: And as you may or may not know, this is the official podcast of the American Mini Golf Alliance, the AMA. We've talked about it in the past. Our crew of mostly holy moly alums is a group of mini golf enthusiasts organizing to bring together people passionate about the game. You can become a member of the AMA for free at amaminigolf.com, and we'll send you a membership card in the mail, as well as let you know about some upcoming tournaments where you can compete to be the number one ranked mini golfer in the AMA. And we're really going to try to run through the results of the fifth episode of the season, maybe give a little bit more time to episode six, but let's throw it to Pat, for a little bit of mini golf news to get us going. So Tom touched upon it a little bit in the opening and we'll probably talk
1: about it a little more in detail in a future episode. But this past weekend we played at the Odina, Odita mini golf classic at the Odita campground in Basra, Connecticut, where we saw 35 players, 17 in the pro 18 in the amateur play a four round tournament. And the winner of the pro division was An AMA member, Matt Lyles, which I believe is his first win as a competitive putter. He's been out there playing a bunch of tournaments with us as well. Um, In the pro division, Tom and I finished fifth and sixth. We were very close. One stroke difference at the end there. And super awesome was AMA co-founder and, you know, wife of one of our co-hosts. Robin Schwartzman won the, a- the amateur division, so, beur, so beur, a little, beur, beur, beur. lot of great AMA representation. It was absolutely beautiful weather, and shout out to Gary Schiff for making that tournament come back and organizing that and giving us a chance to have another one on the schedule.
0: And we're going to talk about that tournament probably a little bit more as we also had Mandy and Randy, the other AMA founders, there playing as well. But the other news we have, if you haven't heard already, Walkabout Mini Golf VR has a new course that just came out in the last week called El Dorado. It's kind of like a jungle Indiana Jones kind of temple course that is pretty cool. I've only got to play it a few times so far, but there are some tricky holes and some interesting paths to the cup that we are looking forward to playing as well as there's some new courses on one of our favorite apps in the world, One Shot Golf. There's been so many new different courses and holes added, including a bunch of single hole courses where you can sneak in a quick game and maybe win a gift card or some points. So check out One Shot Golf. You can download it, I believe, for Android as well as iOS. And play it free a few times a day, or maybe even drop a couple bucks and play some of the more premier courses to try to win some stuff. But uh, let's get to the holy moly episodes and start recapping. And Pat, let's get episode five out of the way.
1: Yeah, and I can confirm One Shot Golf is definitely on Android because that's what I use. So episode five, can you feel the urge? And unfortunately, as we'll talk about later, I don't know that either of us really did feel the urge other than to speed through this very quickly. So we start with round one, the trap teasy with Anthony versus Michaela. It's all the same normal stuff where people don't get the dummy putts go over. But ultimately, Anthony did win. You look closely, it was probably a putt off from some of the editing that was on there, but he's on to round two. The next hole we see is the return of King Parther's court, and we saw JC versus Andrea. Interesting note about Andrea being from Brazil. They showed some of the cement courses, although didn't really talk about them in the right way, which was interesting, but cool to see them on there. She had a much better shot ultimately on the sword. They both get knocked off. She moves on to the second round. We follow that up with the pecker who had Mike versus Liz. Mike was in love with a lot of plants, actually did some national putting tour stuff. I didn't personally like him that much. I thought he was kind of a dick with some of the stuff he was saying about not (laughs) going in when Liz was making her shots. But hey, he made his putt, which is ultimately what matters. And he moved on to the semifinals. And we wrap up round one with hole number two, where we had Dennis, who seemed to be a perfectly nice person from Lawndale, California, up against... Rick, who um, I really think was one of the more insufferable people we've had on Holy Moly this season, with his awful catchphrase and face that reminded me of the O-Face guy from um, Office Space. So (laughs) (laughs) he he did his thing, and despite slipping his way through, uh, managed to get into the second round, and... Uh, we'll continue with him because he led off with Andrea on cornhole, where Andrea actually managed to somehow hit the corn, but end up with a pretty decent position on her putt. Rick's putt was really crazy. He slips again, which ultimately earns him the slip Rick moniker from Riggle, which was one of the high points of the episode. Also one of the high points, which we'll retouch later on was some of the horse names from King Parther's court, which I loved. At the end of the day, Rick, our pseudo surfer from Arizona, moves on to the final and he ends up against Mike who beat Anthony on Polcano. And the notable part about this actually was that they both actually caught the pole. And I think that's the first time I believe we've seen that on Volcano if I remember correctly.
0: I've got I've got some theories on that. Ooh, but mostly it's just that it was probably The first two people that ran it for the night and they didn't have the settings dialed in and they're like, oh, we need to make this harder, which we found out they did on King Parther's court and why they had to sit side saddle. Yeah, it definitely looks slower
1: than the rest of them. But hey, you know, it made for a good storyline. Mike made his. It sets up our final on the fishing hole which is Mike versus Rick. And my whole note here was basically just like, I didn't care because I didn't like either of them. I'm sure you're both perfectly nice people. You just weren't portrayed well on the show. And if you aren't perfectly nice people, then I'd pretend you, that you will. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Both of you guys got into the water. Mike just really didn't have as much on his putt and barely made it to the green. So Rick had the easier shot, tapped his in, and we have our season, or not our season five, our episode five winner in... Slip Rick, the Californian surfer from Arizona.
0: On fishing hole, which I don't know if you said that or not, but that was that was a pretty good recap of that episode. And I guess we should jump into episode six, which we liked a little bit more, so we're going to take a little bit more time on trying to get through, but uh, kicked off with a real banger. Double Dutch courage. We had Ashley make a pretty good run at her putt, Got knocked in by the first windmill. So she was already down a stroke. Patty, the stunt person, first putt in for an ace. And then he dives through the windmill, the first windmill, and then runs the second. He was going to win it either way, but that is some serious cojones on that hole. Great finish by Patty. And he moves on to the next round. Next up might be the best distractor of all time. where you have Maggie versus Brian and Rob Riggle loses his mind because Travis Kelsey of the Kansas city chiefs is out there with a bunch of other people in football uniforms and they're dancing and they're doing so many different dances. I've never seen a football player move like that. And to top it off, they showed a million putts missed. And Riggle is freaking out. We'll talk about it more. Eventually, Maggie wins the hole and moves on to the next round. We move over to the donut hole. We had Dylan, who owns a mini golf course, against Tony Starks, who is a golf writer. And we'll talk a little bit more about Dylan later. But he not only finishes the obstacle on the donut hole, but he wins it with his putting. And he moves on the next round. It's sad to see Tony Starks go. Seemed like he could have done really well had he not had to play one of the better competitors we've seen to date. Next, we go on to the pecker where Kate hits it not down the right channel and gets a great lie. And LaRoya hits it down the right channel and gets a terrible lie away from the hole. Both of them get smacked. Kate gets in the easy putt. LaRoya doesn't come close on the next putt. She was, LaRoya was like a wizard, and Kate was celebrating her 50th birthday. They both seemed enjoyable, but only Kate goes on to the next round. And I turn it over to you, Pat, to finish off the episode.
1: So we get Dylan versus Patty on a very enjoyable trap teasy hole. Uh, Dylan started off, had an excellent tee shot, like put some spin or something on it. It was unbelievable with where distance left although he did have a really weird angle with the berm we'll get back to that in a second he almost got the dummy patty went into the water with his t-shot but being the stuntman put all of his skills to use actually completed the hole as we um we're talking about a little bit before we were recording it looked like he actually grabbed onto the bar and not the dummy but hey you're making whole use of it he got there with his advantage and being at the drop zone, he had an amazing shot from the drop zone, left it there. They both ended up tying, and we went to a putt-off that was over one of the ridges, which is seems crazy, <laughs> considering you could have had a flat putt-off the way it was set up. But at the end of the day, Patty had a good run at it. He just didn't get the backdoor you know, action on it that probably could have. The berm was a little higher, and Dylan... Our mini golf owner nailed his shot and moved on to the final.
0: You're way underselling that shot he made <laughs> over the berm. That is oh, like... the f- well, both of his shots. His first both of shot his over shots... the berm
1: was like on a weird angle, which actually I had a yes. very similar putt in the tournament last weekend. So, <laughs> so hard. He nailed that, and then the second one at least was straight on. But whether it's... we,
0: but it's a putt off so you never know how
1: many it's times they went been a at bunch it. Of times.
0: I looked at some of the PR photos, and it looked like there was like, oh, I missed my shot kind of reaction on that. Hard to know. Maybe we'll have Dylan on later.
1: Yeah, either way, hey, kudos to him for mastering those berms as a mini golfer. So the second semifinal hole was cornhole, and we had Kate versus Maggie. Maggie ended up a little bit short, had a really bad angle, and... I think she might have made the corn if she hadn't had a misstep and basically just ran off into the foam in there. I think speed-wise, it was Mm going to be close. She had Mm -hmm. a very good start on it. Uh, Kate really put a lot of power on it, um, ended up pretty far away, did not have the speed, got destroyed by the corn. And um, Kudos to Maggie for making that batting angle shot. I know we've talked about a few times that I probably would have tried to go for the layup for the straighter shot on there. But hey, she got it. She moves on to the final round. We've got a final round set up, which we'll talk a little bit about the underdog versus lock that Tessator and Riggle get into a little bit later on in the show because it was definitely that. Uh, We had Maggie's the underdog, Dylan, our mini golf owner. They're going to Paul and it kind of plays out almost the way you would expect you know, Maggie unfortunately has her shot end up in the sand. Dylan's ends up in the Tiki Channel, which is exactly where you want to be. Um, the pole really doesn't come into play. They both end up almost mirroring how they spun around the pole and going into the water. But it, despite a really really good attempt out of the sand by Maggie, I have to say, you know, I don't know that you could have done much better. Dylan um, made Rickle literally eat his words at the end of the episode and. One as our episode six winner with a two foot not quite tap in but pretty easy putt
0: yeah that might have been one of the best episodes of holy moly in its entire run of australia and the u.s it was super super impressive and i guess we're still calling whole talk i can kind of sum up some things from both these episodes the one thing that was kind of interesting about episode five was that we actually got to see King Parther's court. We haven't seen it yet this season. I wasn't sure whether we'd see a quote unquote new hole. We still haven't seen Parkade and it's there obviously. So who knows, maybe we'll see it. But the big whole talk is that not only did someone complete Donut Hole and Dylan in episode six, but we also had Patty who completed the obstacle on Trap Tees. That's those are two obstacles that I thought we might not ever see completed. And kudos to both of them. I, I don't know what Dylan did on Donut Hole that other people couldn't figure out, but he's the only one that's done it now in two seasons. And for The Distractor, this was a really, really rare look at how many times people actually can misput on Holy Moly. Usually for brevity and for editing they cut it out, but because of Riggle's response to Travis Kelsey and all of the dances were so amazing, they just kept it all in. And if I'm correct, Pat, was it thirteen putts that they showed each, or was it fourteen that they got in on? It was
1: thirteen. They, um, oh, yeah, I think they had twelve missed putts before they actually somebody sank one, which I thought I was there for a while, but I don't think we. I'm pretty sure Riggle was, or not Riggle, Testor was right in that we did not get the double digits, and this was the first that they'd seen, but it was, as somebody who had missed a lot of putts on Distractor, it was actually kind of cool to see, you know, them get basically their whole hole played out.
0: And that's, it's a rarity. There are people that we've said in the past that were on the show that had far more putts than they showed, including yours (laughs) truly on Surfer Turf. I definitely did not get in on two, and grateful for the kind edit on that but that's about all we have for the whole talk Pat let's talk about the Muppets
1: we had some good Muppet stuff I know you had some of this in your good as well but I mean Waldorf and Stadler, I mean you can't go wrong with those guys they had some of the best lines um they're just they're they're always great when they show up I, I did think Carl and the bunny it in episode five was a little disturbing <laughs> yes I just have to watch it to do it and I do appreciate though that it allowed Kermit to be Kermit I mean we all know like the Kermit the Frog faces and stuff you know what he's being you know, really known for that puppeteering and everything that was just one section where being able to watch his face made it good and uh yeah the mumble crew is back. I don't know if that's what they're called, but I I just like that they had a, a shout out, you know, call back to what was it? I guess it was episode one where they had them with the translator and everything. So I appreciated that. And I'll let you take the last one.
0: Oh yeah. It's Sam, the Eagle. It's great to see him back. And he had the quote hit mini golf obstacle court show. Just one question. Why? And it was in reference to him trying out to take over for Joe Tess uh, as commentator with Riggle and Kermit was setting that up to try to see if they could replace Joe Tess. All, all in all, the episode six was just like knock them out of the park. I don't, I didn't write down any of the one-liners from Waldorf and Statler, but those are definitely going to be screen grabs that we're going to be using down road but um let's jump into the good and bad pat good well i'll take a couple from
1: episode five so i did think that the like overlay promo in the corner of the Mm. show for the yummy curry prawn and then it being canceled was just a funny like you just had to be paying attention bit to it because i think we're so used to having all that crap at the bottom of the screen you almost like you know just block it out until i realized i was like oh that's actually part of the show but I will say that the horse names that Riggle came up with, and I know we've had a couple other bits like this in the past where he's just like listed off a bunch of things. I think Pies was one of them in one of the seasons, mm-hmm. but he, he, here's the list of what he had. Thunderbolt, Edgar Allen Pony, Alimony Pony, Talk Der, Derby to Me, Buckle Up Buttercup, Main Attraction, Naysayer, and my favorite, Usain Colt.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good i think i just knocked my mic when i said that
1: we can't handle our we're like uh what's his face ricky bobby can't handle our hands here on the microphone today
0: <laughs> well the good thing about episode five is that i got to watch it on a plane i was flying that night and it was the first time i got to watch an episode of holy moly while i was flying but so that was kind of cool i was really annoyed by the pilot like Telling us about the wind. I'm just like, stop, stop. I'm watching this episode. But really, it was all about, it, we're recording this the night after episode six. was episode six. Pat and I were messaging each other back and forth. And there were like so many great moments of drama. And Riggle was just on fire. He said, someone give me a flamethrower and a shot of tequila. He was just so worked up about Travis Kelsey. And I think I read an interview with Joe Tess or he said something about how Riggle was genuinely like the most geeked out about it because he's a huge, huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. And in the good two from episode six, Dylan, who won our episode, now joins his fellow course owner, Eric, as holy moly winners and co-owners of a mini golf course. Talk about living the life. They own Adventure Golf Center in Lincoln, Nebraska. And they just cut the ribbon on a new course, I think, yesterday before Dylan's episode one. So kudos to you. You can find an interview that we had with Eric on our previous show. We're going to need a bigger windmill. Maybe we'll share that one out. But Lincoln, Nebraska coming up strong. Two jackets in town. Yeah, that was all of the good from episode six. I think we mentioned a bunch of it earlier, but... You had to watch one episode this season. I think that one and Nate's episode are two of the best ones that we've seen.
1: Yeah, it was. I I I don't think I wrote down anything bad from that one. It was just wall to wall, very entertaining. Hundred um, percent. The only bad stuff. I mean, I already talked about my dislike for Slip Rick. Some of the putting and obstacle stuff in episode five. It was just such a juxtaposition to what episode six ended up being. And then there was a probably funny at the time though slightly mistimed Russian joke in, in there about uh, I was an energy drink or something that he was doing I was like ooh I bet I wish they you know they probably wish they had that back on the cutting room floor considering mm. everything that's going on in the world
0: that's true there were at least two holes between those two episodes where they're like oh they hit it way too hard including on Patty's hole in one but I think it was even on Rick's shot on fishing hole it's like oh he hit it too hard it's like no you want to hit it up to the top right and come back and then have it come back that 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 was strange like play-by-play analysis but yeah episode five was kind of a dud i made a note that i wasn't sure whether or not it was good or bad that wriggle was making kind of coke jokes at the beginning of the episode (laughs) um And I did like that uh, they didn't say much about it. That Michaela, who was in that episode, had a family that owned a family fun center that had a mini golf course. I had a
1: note about that. It was so weird that she mentioned it. And then there was like the picture they showed of her was on a golf course. I was
0: like, okay, Yeah. And you mentioned that earlier about our Brazilian competitor in episode five, where they showed the more common to continental Europe type course where there's concrete or a composite concrete used to put on that is not as common in, in North America that as mini golf nerds, that's something that just catches your eye. You had mentioned this as well, but just to go kind of into it a little bit more, Mike who was in episode five was actively and vocally cheering for his opponent to miss. That is such poor form. Like immediately it was like, I'm not like a huge fan of Rick. Maybe he got like a bad presentation and they just kept telling him to say that dumb line. Who knows? But I definitely didn't want Mike to win after he was actively and vocally just cheering for his opponent to miss. That's just super, super poor etiquette and form.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't the situation because I think there was another hole in one of these episodes where it was like, The person was so clearly losing the hole that it was more jokey the way they did it. This was like an active, no, I don't want you to win the hole because you could with your putt. And yeah, Mm -hmm. that was one of the reasons I was just like, oh, this guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And like I said, maybe it was just a bad and, you know, again, he could have been sort of whispering it. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're all mic'd up, right? Like, I mean, I've clearly said it under my breath before in a tournament. So I'll give him slightly the benefit of the doubt, but the way you cut, got cut, Mike, don't like you. And I do I do want to talk about good though. Circle back on the the betting part of the lock. I know with Tess being, you know, like a big boxing fan and everything, he like where Riggle was in all his glory with Travis Kelsey, I think Tess had I don't know I've ever seen him have, have as much fun as coming up with that betting line, like writing the slip down, holding Riggle to it. I love that Riggle hated at the end. I guess somebody who enjoys the occasional sports bet and likes to make like random odds bets on mini golf tournaments. That was right in my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, go back and watch everybody. Episode six is really, really good. But I think that's all we got. And we're going to end it here because we know that we have another episode already recorded with some previous contestants from this season that we're excited to share with you down the road, but Pat's gonna finish off the show.
1: So it's time for some big thoughts and mini golf. Prior to recording tonight, I was watching the newest episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi and realized that the kyber crystals for lightsabers are a little like mini golf balls. You find the one that's the right type and color for you, it almost calls to you. You wanna use it with the grace of a Jedi pastor. I really don't know if I have a point to all of that other than I like Star Wars and I like mini-golf and we really just need more of both in the world. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, putt one ready.
0: I just watched the most recent episode of Obi-Wan. I had no idea where you were going to go with that <laughs> one with mini-golf.